Today's episode of the Meet the Break podcast is powered by Northwest Pizza and Pasta, where if you think the pizza is good, try hands down the best wings in the valley. Nobody, I mean nobody, does wings like NWP. Order online right now for takeout delivery to save time and have a dope-ass experience just ordering food. How about that? Um, Today's podcast is also powered by the Reef Studios, Black-owned studio in the heart of downtown Oakland, where we can service your podcast needs, your audiobook needs, and even your multi-track and music instruments. Uh, shout out to OG Jan, Brian Simmons, Elisha, and crew. Um, follow the Reef Studios on IG for your time slot inquiries right now. Today's pod is also powered by Uplifters, um, brand community, uh, brand rooted in um, community and has a grand national collaboration coming up soon. Dominoes, I thought I had them here. Oh, I do, I do, I do. You wait, you wait for it. You wait. You wait for it. Uplifters, Uplifters, Grand National Domino Collab coming very, very soon. In fact, ladies, if you don't know what to get your mans for Valentine's Day, because all these commercials Ah. always be for the women, go get your man the the gold spinner Domino's Mm. Grand National Uplifters Collab. Man, it'll be the awesome holiday Valentine's Day gift. Tap in ASAP. Uh, Uplifters, Grand National, whomever. You can get them anywhere. We got them. We even got them on consignment at the uh, liquor store. Smoke shop. Tap in. Um, What else? Who who are my sponsors? Sponsors. Lastly, um, no, no, no. We got a couple sponsors because it is Valentine's Day. Where is... one of the one of the members of Grand Nationals' daughter is a hustler and is making Valentine's Day baskets for all you last minute folks. Um, so, with that being said, I am going to direct all of you beautiful people to the page, and this page will be tagged in this this, this week's description. Ari's Yummy Gifts, Ari's Yummy Gifts on IG, A R I S Y U M M Y Gifts. Ari's Yummy Gifts on IG. Get your Valentine's Day basket because you last minute you was going to be scrambling anyway and your girl going to be mad at you. You're going to be sick. So it's good. Just tap in with Ari. Um, and then lastly... X-rated version too. These are children we're talking about. You got to relax. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> lastly... Um, all, all, lastly and always, our, our brother isn't here this week, but that does not mean that he won't be in charge of quality control, video production, just making this show look as dope as he always does. Let's Bubble Productions is always powers the show and is in charge and responsible for the video content that you love in regards to the Meet the Break podcast. So tap in Let's Bubble Productions for all your video, film, and storytelling needs. Now, with that said, start the show. It's Meet the Break podcast. I am Monty Draper. I am LG. And we have a special guest this week. I am special. Hey, special. What's up? Double on time. You feel me? (laughs) Exactly. Always. (laughs) Um, Special is a a dear, dear, dear friend. Super, super fan. Uh, So I, I do this thing where I run down just a portion of your resume. So... And then, and then we always talk about oh, and he just froze. Oh, uh-oh, I'm frozen. You're good now. Okay. Uh, and then just not being humble. So 
can you please run down your catalog, your your resume, and not leave nothing out? Uh, the host <laughs> host host of my favorite Twitch show right now, Seeing Sounds. I'll start there, and okay. then you take it. But host of my favorite Twitch show, Seeing Sounds, every Wednesday at seven p.m. Pacific. Hey, backslash special says. Hey, what what else though, special? Because it's oh. it's not just that. There's so much. You're talking current resume, right? Nope, or you, nope, you're saying nope, the whole nope. thing? The whole, run it down. Okay. Um, college radio at SF State, KSFS, uh, Special Sundays. Um, uh, KMEL intern to front desk to promotions coordinator to executive assistant to on air to got myself the fuck out. Um, and then... <laughs> The special delivery podcast, which is now monthly. Um, I tried to do daily. I tried to do weekly. And now I'm like monthly. Um, and yeah, the interviews are everybody from Royce of Five Nine to SZA to Grand National to uh, goodness. Let's see. I'm like, let me look around. Yeah, yeah look, yeah, look, yeah, look around. <laughs> look around at those posters. <laughs> let me look around. Oh, We lost you. It's okay. There we go. Okay. I'm like, I'm going to have to switch this out. This- <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. We go. You guys can hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're dishing the mic. But I still <laughs> got the headphones. Okay. Um, who else? I don't, um, who else? Earth Gang? Um, Earth Gang. Uh, Mick Jenkins is in there. I yeah, mean, don't have me start running down. The, yeah, I'm. I'm just saying, like o- Ultra Flex, and one of the, one of the, one of the um, one. You know, one of the things on your resume I don't want to overlook because I was telling you right before we started the show um, is you being the creator and founder of Pod Recogni- Pod Recognized Pod. Yes. Um, Talk, talk about what that is, because I know at Grand, Grand National, the benefits that we're reaping from being a part of a, a living, thriving ecosystem, you, you can't always quantify and put in the terms of like some variable that everyone can sort of see and recognize. It's sort of these under undercurrent, evergreen, um, just nuggets that just, that just constantly be, are giving. And so our... Our our producer and co-host of the show is on us. We'll talk about Lex in a minute. He's not here this week, and we had already we even before Lex was scheduled to be off off this week, um, we had already talked about having you on the show. And it was like, all right, it was like, yo, let's reach, let's get special. So on some last minute shit, like, yo, fam, what you doing? You're like, oh yeah, bet here, here, boom, 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 and like had all these things ready. Talk about Pod Recognized Pod, what it is exactly, um, what it what it was birthed from, and then. And then what you've been able to spawn from that so far, because a lot has come from it already in such a short time. Give me one second. I'm going to switch out. I know Push hates me right now, but you can. Pu- <laughs> we need to shout out Push, too. So hold yes, on. Yes, we do. We do. I'm just going to switch out. While, we, while, we, while she is doing that, I will take the time to shout out Push, our audio um, engineer that, that does both, um, not just the pod, but also Grand National Radio um, and and has everything sounding great. So shout out to Brother Push. Um, if also, that's another person to tap in with. If you do need anything audio related, tap in with Push Kalan. 
his his uh, information is always in the description of the show. So also tap on the push. Special, are you? Let us know when you back, Spesh. I think I'm good. Can you hear me? You, you are. You, yep. Okay. I'm like, I I, <laughs> I I care I care too much. It's 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 a bad thing. Um, <laughs> so Pod recognized Pod. Yeah, I had this idea um, a couple years ago, and I went to there. There are podcast meetups all over the world, um, and I went to a couple in the Bay Area, and it was no shade, you know, nothing to them, but there was something more that I wanted from the meetups. Um, so I was like, I kind of want to do my own. And I kind of, you know, I write things out. So I wrote it all out. And then, I don't know, it felt too complicated. But I had talked to a couple of people about it. And then my friends, John and Jordan, they hit me up and they were like, remember, didn't you say you want to do a podcast meetup? And I was like, oh yeah, I did. They're like, let's do it. I'm like, okay. Um, I think the biggest thing was back then just finding a space to do it. I'm yeah. very, I'm very into like spaces and it had to like feel right. And so they had a space, so we used it. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, it was just about bringing podcasters together, having conversations. Um, podcasting is a super solitary medium, um, whether you have co-hosts or not. It's very like, even back then, I mean, we're talking a year and a half ago when there was a lot of podcasts, but there wasn't really places for people to sit down and talk about them and be like, oh, this this new software came out or Spotify is doing this or whatever, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, it was just a community building thing and just finding people from all over the Bay. And then when Shelter in Place happened, it was like, oh, now we can, you know, have anybody in because we're doing them on Zoom. And yeah, just connecting with people. And it's funny too, like, I was talking to my boyfriend, Jeremy, last night, and I was like... Cut out my dog. That's my dog. Yes. He he listens every single week. <laughs> <laughs> we both do it, and then we'll, we'll come together like, did you hear this part? Did you hear that part? And there was like an episode a couple months ago where we had both already listened, but we wanted to listen together. So then we listened <laughs> together. So it's, it's part of our lives. <laughs> um, but we were talking about... Um, he's really into crypto, and like not the, you know, I look it up. He's like part of crypto groups. And we we're just talking about how when you're part of a community, it helps kind of change your focus because a lot of times when you're making something, it's when you don't have your tribe or I guess that's not PC anymore. So I apologize. When you don't have your community and your group, like, mm you're constantly thinking about what other people are doing or what they're not doing or, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just hard to relate to people. So once you find that community, you find that group, you're like, Oh, this is it. Like we, we can all talk, we can all hang out. And those other people, you know, still matter in their own capacity, but at the same time, you're just not as worried about them and you're not as distracted by them. You're like, Oh no, I got this group. We're doing this thing like full speed ahead. Um, so that's been like the biggest takeaway for me is just like being able to have a group of people come together. And when we find things, we get excited. And when people drop episodes and when people hit milestones, like it's just super cool. Yeah. No, I, I, that, that just being plugged in from the first time, the first meeting we went to, but even before the pod recognized pod meetings, the meeting meetups that you would find about you, you would make sure that me, Beaches, Trey Coastal, that we had the information 
and and we'd attend and like yo and i remember we was like we went to that one in the city it was like it's kind of cool and never <laughs> never thought never even assumed for one second that it was like it was gonna birth you starting your own and then that's the other thing too it's like so many things of, of so many services exist but the services that are in place usually don't have us culturally in mind. And that's not a that's not a black or white thing. That's just the functionality like, yo, this shit is stale. Like we could we could do the same thing and not have it be this stuffy. How about that? And and if even if you start there, I want to send before we get any further, I want to send a special shout out um to 510 Media um in the Hope class. Um this is week week four just passed. I missed the first week. So third my third week but what's been fucking me up is obviously the learning. Like we're learning a lot. Don't get me wrong. Like the learning is vast and it's, it's heavy, but it's really the concept. L and I, I want to talk to you about this because we've kind of been talking about it on the pod for a minute now, but this is the first learning environment in my entire life that I've walked into that the base of the, 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 the learning environment is the instructor, the instructor's entire staff, Black, white, whatever you identify as, and then the, the your, your your peers that are taking the class with you, everybody's there because they care about black people. That shit's um, like on its own is a curriculum. So, oh man, did I lose y'all? <laughs> he was on to something though. All in all, you was on to something. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped moving, and I was like. No, I didn't lose y'all for real. I didn't lose y'all. Did I didn't hear y'all cut. Y'all both was looking like, but the way y'all froze look, it froze like y'all was listening. So I'm like, oh, this, it's deep. This is yeah, I'm, I'm getting in my shit. It's back. that post. It's that post that I posted when I'm telling a deep ass story and Ellen likes in the background still making. I'm, uh, Morgan tagged me in a, in a TikTok where dude was dude. He he telling he he said thank you for. His health, his mental health, and depression, and all this shit. And his partners is in the background, just cracking jokes. And Morgan gonna say this uh, to meet the brave podcast with Monty trying to say something deep. This <laughs> Ellen. <laughs> oh man, oh, man. I, we'll we'll get to that. Oh, but that's some that's some because I, I think the audio went through, but it just it cut out on your guys' end. But I was just saying that the concept of entering in a space where the the foundation of everyone gathering is them just caring about black people. Um, and that in itself being a curriculum, especially when you never had it before. And so the, so the, ah, so the, what everyone, what everyone is, what everyone's attempting to do in order to make sure that you not only, um, you get the information, but you're able to retain it in a, in a healthy manner. There's so many, there's so much trauma attached, associated with black children and learning. And if you should, if you got trauma learning as a child, you know, you got trauma learning as an adult. So something as simple is working in a team setting to your point, especially working in a team setting and one of your peers going, Hey fam, you should try this. Oh, don't tell me what to do. Like immediately you meet it with somebody attacking you personally. It's like, nah, fam, I want your shit to be better, you know? And I, the, I, I had one of my notes for this week, cause we had the grand national meetup yesterday at the lake and we, and shout out to Jesus did an amazing job leading the meeting and, and, um, and walking us through how we can up-level and continue to grow Grand National. Um, but it's a delicate process. There's so many people, um, everyone's at different phases in their lives and have different expectations. So it's a real delicate approach. But what D did do is not make 
the receiving of the information a traumatic experience. It was inviting, open to questions like any, 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 anything you may be feeling right now, we're open to. And um, so much of that is is lost in translation as far as like the, the key to success is teamwork. But there's so much trauma associated around learning and teamwork. We don't know how to work in a fucking team. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's been really dope to be a part of not shit, meet, shit, meet the brave, brave area at the Av Records, Grand National now, like these different iterations of working in a team. And everybody's like, yo, man, how you able to go so fast, do do all this? And it's like, dog, I, I work really well as a team member and just doing my fucking part. Like, I, you know, Ella tell you, it's like, yo, fam, the, it's one thing to be able to stay on the floor because you, you average in 30. Try try being the person the coach don't want to take off the floor and you you not averaging double digits. Like that's when you're doing something. Like, right? Where you know you 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 defending, you being present isn't based on you getting a shot. I I've I literally have played I I played in games, especially AAU, because everybody's the best person on the team. It's like, yo, fam, we're not draw, drawing up a number for for Armani and we have Brandon Walker, we have Wendell McKinnis, we have Eli Homan, we got Drew Gordon. Like it was, it's dogs on this team. We gonna, I'll drop something for them before I drop something for you. So it's, it really is a, it really is a tool to be able to figure out how to be an asset, how to be of service, especially when the uti- the, the utilitarian portion is o- often overlooked. You know, you can fill up points, rebounds, every, you do everything. But the glory is it is always in the dunk in the in the in the Steph Curry from the logo. Um, but you know, the 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 work that that happens in, in between that is is also essential too. And you see you see that with every team. You see Draymond just willing to set the best screen possible so Steph gets an open look, or that he's wide ass open. They always say the better screen you set, the more open you are off that screen. And so I I really wanted to highlight teamwork this week because it's it was a reoccurring theme in my entire week um, to go off on a tangent. And and then also salute our brother Lex. Um, because of working in a team and... Oh, and, and, oh my God. Again? <laughs> good. It's all good, though, man. You know, you got you to gotta spread out the gym. Clearly. Goodness. We have we have we have never had problems like this. This is madness. There we go. Um, I was saluting Lex. He got a he got an awesome film film gig, um, and is working on that today. So, brother, we love you. Yes, We're sir. proud of you. Congratulations. Um, uh, our shout out to our listenership: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, uh, Simplecast, um, and then everybody that has been tapping in via the IG. TV, the reels, the YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe and hit the notifications. Run it up. We are trying to get to that thousand mark. Like for real, let's set, let's set a goal. What's a realistic goal? We damn near halfway there. Get us to the to the thousand mark. No, nah, ain't no, ain't no. Get us to the thousand mark by tomorrow. How about that? <laughs> damn, we, it's deadlines now. Nah, I'm trying to hit a thousand tomorrow. Tap yeah, in. Nah, no, no time, man, right now. Yeah, no time at all. So, f- f- what's, what's talk, going on? With- Do that before we tell you. How about that? <laughs> what's so so what's, go, what's going on? What's going on with y'all? Happy Sunday. Um, thank you both for being here. Happy that Sunday, man. Intro. It's Super Bowl Sunday, man. Super Bowl. Who you, who you, 
Oh, so I got roasted for my picks because we literally picked and the games were on in the studio and I was wrong on both for the championship. So and I was wrong on Westside. Like I thought I thought the Bills was gonna be there, but I was, yeah. I, was I don't I don't go against TV. So so you so yeah, so you you got you got TV basically, especially y'all watching yeah, the game I, today. I saw the analysts all week and they was you know, the analysts is trying to give the cop out for the Chiefs, so don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. They try to all of a sudden act as if like the the Bucks are super loaded and it'll be it'll be crazy if the Chiefs are able to if Patrick Mahomes is able to win this game. All That's, the crazy. That's crazy. Hey, That's crazy. Don't start that narrative. That's crazy. Special. Y'all watching? No, my my dad hates <laughs> it. I was I was raised like a huge sports fan and it just kind of dwindled. So he's sad about it. But yeah, no, I I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Bypass that part. Eh? Yeah. Oh, it's all man. good. You, you went on the bigger, better things, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was super. It was, it was into a whole lane of Yeah, I was super into it for a, for a while. Like he raised us as Niner fans, and then I was like, "No, nah, I'm a Packers fan," and he was pissed. And then I was like, "Oh no, I'm a Saints fan." And then that's where it dwindled. Oh, yeah. so I, oh, yeah. I, I could have yeah. told you like all types of stuff, and then no, nah, I just. Yeah, your, your your detachment happened early. Like it was yeah. no connection to a specific squad. Like hey, yeah. my year, this right here. After that. Next squad, maybe. After that, you know, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. None of these people are even in the league no more. <laughs> That's what really happened. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know, forget it. That's kind of how I am with, like, like once Brian is done, then I don't know what that's about to be like. Um, yeah. Once, yeah. Uh, once TV's done with football, I mean, all right. What y'all got? If, if, if Tom, there's a, so in, um, on the East Shore Highway album, the song KBLX, I have a line that says, uh, put up Brady numbers, they'll still say it's the system, so what? Mm. Like, you can have these numbers, they'll say, oh, you're just a product of the system. Okay. Tom goes to Tampa, where it where they were loaded before he got there and wasn't able to figure it out, and in one year swings the entire organization. The crazy thing is, you saw it like I think it was probably week eleven. I think week eleven, week eleven or week twelve is when they played against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and that's when like they lost that game after they gave up the first few scores or whatever in the first in the first quarter. But then they were creeping back into the game by the end of it, so they only lost by three. But you saw like a shift in like the mentality. You know what I mean? Like you saw where t- TB's entire time uh, to this moment. Um, was shifting the culture of the entire squad, like where they believe that we actually are the Ross group on the squad. I mean, I'm like on the field right now. Even even in that loss, you can see it from there, and they haven't lost since. So it took a little time. There was no offseason, but yeah. Have you seen his uh, the 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 documentary floating around just about his mentality? He remembers he remembers like Draymond. Draymond can tell you every player that was picked before him. Tom Brady can tell you every quarterback that was picked before him. And he went in the sixth round. So that's, it's hella people. And when you see the list, yeah. you're like, wait a minute. And so hindsight, but then what, what he remembers more than the players that were picked before him, he remembers all the quote unquote experts saying he was terrible. Like he, he ain't mm-hmm. forgot none of Like he remembers verbatim what they said about him. Mm-hmm. And, and folks, still. How folks see like who they are. You know what I mean? Like you, you got to create your own shit. You know, yeah. like, yeah, people can put that on your shoulder or whatever, but as far as, like, keeping it or whatever, like, that's that's 
a lot more credit needs to go to the individual yeah. regardless you know like at some point something clicks and you, it's hard to get that thing off of me you can make it smaller but it's, it's still there um i what i was trying to get to out of out of that just what I don't know what to, to, to that, to that point G and, and how that transfers across the board. I, I shit for both of y'all really. And in whatever arena you step into, whatever role you may step into just going like, I'm going to just be the best at whatever it is. And so it kind of just made it where it's like, there's, there's, there, don't get me wrong. There's definitely passions. Um, there's passions, there's careers, and there's just needing to survive. There's all of those things. Um, but I feel like if Tom Brady was a car salesman or or sold insurance or I, I don't know, like I felt like I feel like he's one of those people, like no matter what he would be doing right now, would be with that same edge of just well, I'm I'm doing the best and the most efficient. You know what I'm saying? And so I think you you see that in 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 certain people where it just tra- it translates beyond the system, beyond the, the circumstances, beyond the, and, and even beyond the discipline. So if it's shit, if it's singing, if it's construction, like he would, he would be like, I'm going to be the nicest at this uh, and, and out, outdo all of you. Cause y'all don't really care for real. Like not, not like you pretending. Cause there's, it's, it's either you do or you don't like there isn't, there isn't much gray area for, I don't know the people, the, 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 the exceptional ones, haven't seen much room for them to be like on the fence about being committed. You see, talked about Brian. It's like, like his, his, his excellence is, has bored people. And he's going, yeah, man, I spend a million dollars on my body a year. Like, of course I'm playing on 40, whatever. And that, that, that commitment outside of just the, the taking care of your body, but that commitment to any of any single one of his teammates, even people that were, uh, all, like his biggest enemies and like rivals at one time, Rondo, for example, Rondo, by all accounts in those Celtics and Cavs series, those Celtics and he, um, um, uh, Miami Heat series couldn't stand Brian. And he goes, once you see it, once you see it, it's a completely different beast of like how dedicated he is to just being better than everybody. It's the it's stuff that goes on, like, doesn't it doesn't get talked about because it's behind the scenes, you know? Like, you see what happens on the, on the, sur- like, on the surface where, like, people get these accolades. And usually sports is going to be at the height of most of these things because it's an uh, outlook on life that is fabricated in a way. Like, it's, oh. it, it has its own aura around it that you don't get in everyday life when you're, you know, working some, like, a I would say a regular job, but you're working outside of the public eye. So, of course, everything's going to be heightened when you're in the sports arena. So, which is why these people, like, these individuals will develop this kind of childlike view of the world where they need this constant level of attention on them because you give it to them every single day. When in a regular world, that's not really how things go. You know what I mean? Like, and you have a better chance of in a regular world, somebody having you completely fucked up. You know what I mean? Where like, <laughs> where like they don't know anything about your background because it's not on pub, it's not pub, it's not public knowledge. So they they can have you twisted in your first like interactions with each other. But yeah. game could only recognize game. You know what I mean? So like after being around somebody, you can only recognize that oh, this individual is different. Let me not play him. You know what I mean? Or let me not play her. You know what I mean? Or let me 
pay more attention to this person because I can add some things or uh, tweak some things in my own type of deal. And that's kind of how this everyday life thing goes, you know? So yes, sports is like the heights and sense of how this everyday life thing is, but that's also the approach, you know what I mean? So when you talk about uh, the chips and uh, like being great and no matter what it is that you're doing, that attention to detail and wanting to be better every single day is something that anybody can do. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter who the hell you are. You have that within you. But don't allow people to, like, be out here telling you what to do. Because they will. You know what I mean? Like, somebody that is working and doing everything they possibly can to gain advantages, they are going to utilize those advantages in every chance they get. And the folks that aren't doing that shit every day, they're going to be the pawns within their game. You know, you just don't want to be that person. You know, like, I can't be the pawn. So therefore, I have to be, you know, motherfucking in the back, looking at the the landscape and seeing what my moves are, uh, a few steps ahead and shit. So that's kind of like what you were talking about. No, real, uh, no, definitely the mentality. Uh, Spesh, we we uh, with the show. It's it's been it's it's been an experience for for so many reasons, but mainly, um, you know, just seeing how people interact with it, what they, you know, how they, it's, they become dependent upon it. And what, what's happened for me, and I don't, maybe, maybe you too, G, is, um, is I'm, I'm, I'm proudest of like how specific it is to me. Like what, like how important the show is to me every week to get up with, with my dogs is like, it's so dope. And then the fact that people want to hear me meet up with my partners is crazy to me. Like it's, it's so nuts. Um, but it, 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 it is indeed a thought that I've had since we were younger, especially L, uh, myself, Poe, um, I, I, L, I talked to Bird for a really long time like, over the last few weeks and, and he brought, he brought up a similar thing to where on any given night, no matter if the intentions are to do the most reckless shit, if like, if the, if the energy is centered around like taking our night on one, it's going to happen. But in the, in the confines of taking our night on one, you're going to arrive at these many play dynamic conversations that make you go, how the fuck did we get here? And how are we going to pivot out of this deep moment to getting back to going back to being reckless? And without, without a hiccup, everybody pivots back to like, what we doing? You know, it, it's, it's, it's such a fluid uh, space. Very last minute though. Like it, it, it's some, <laughs> some, of, some of those nights where the conversation is really on one, where you almost forget that there's like something cracking tonight, like something that's going on. Yeah. And you show up at that event hella late, you know what I mean? Because yeah. we all, the older you got to, you started figuring out that, bro, you ain't got to be at this thing from the beginning to the end. Like you literally, and it's not even like a cocky thing that you can just walk up in there and just need 30 minutes to do whatever it is you're doing. But really, that's about as much time that you really need as some of these social gatherings. Like, spend an entire night drinking and being in some of these public settings and interacting with people for five, six, seven hours. Bro, like, what are y'all doing? You know, like, I'd rather do that with my partners where we actually plotting and planning and, you know, getting mental health right you know, shit like that, like things that you can, you can translate, that translates across everybody's backgrounds. Like, you know, not everybody grows up in the same household, but everybody got something that, you know, like my partners and shit like that, like, or my family and shit like that, like we all have different upbringings within the same like community though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. bird, the birds upbringing is completely different from mine. 
um, uh, Elijah, same, same thing. And, you know, JG and Landry and, and Autocats. But, like, we somehow, like, gravitated to each other and, and just stayed within the same scope. You know what I mean? So yeah. that always brought something back to it. So that was always, like, a interesting thing about, you know, that whole thing, you know? Yeah, I was going to, I wanted to, because we have, fortunate enough to have Spech here with us. I wanted yeah. to get, and somebody who's been tapped in since day one has been on the show um, in, its, in its earliest iterations too. Um, I was hoping that you could sort of walk us through, um, you know, what what keeps what keeps you tapped in? Like, it's, it's, it's one thing for, it's one thing for Jeremy to reach, to tap in um, more, uh, shout out to Quiddy, B-Walk, Bird, Lodge, like it's it's people that 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 have been that I know listen every week. My mom, like, but it's a whole nother thing for the women that go. I don't ever miss y'all show, you know, because it it is it it ain't it is it, to be one hundred percent honest. It ain't pandering trying to be on no no like support women shit or no feminine like it's, it ain't that type of time at all. Um, and sometimes more times than not, I'm often like, damn. This is this is this too far, you know. What what keeps you tapped in? Uh, if 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 you if you oh. don't mind sharing, I love that. Um, no, I mean I think the too far is part of it too. Like just that the unfiltered, like, well, this is the actual answer um, to the questions that come in. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> like, this is really how it happens. Um, because because that's important. You know what I mean? I think especially with men, like you guys don't express as much. So to get little nuggets of what's in your mind or what you might be thinking about or how you might answer questions, I think is important to us and not because we, you know, are trying to get at you in a weird way, like literally to care for you, we have to understand what's in your mind and what you're thinking about. Um, but on top of that, for me personally, it's the storytelling, the way you guys tell stories. Like I hit Monty last week because that first like 10 minutes when you guys are talking about East Oakland and your aunt and just all of that, like was just incredible storytelling to where we weren't there, but we feel like we were there or, you know, hopefully we have an aunt like that. Like, you know, we, a lot of us have experienced sideshows. Like there's a lot of different levels of it. And the storytelling is all there. And I think that transcends gender or anything to where it's like, damn, that's just a good story. And, and like you're saying, Elle, like we all didn't come up together, but there's always certain things that click for us to where it's like, oh, I, I relate to that. And oh, I, I know what that was like, or oh, my cousin did that. Like having those little connections. Um, but you guys still need to have like an actual women's panel on here. Like I'm not qualified to speak for all women, and I'll answer your questions today, but you guys have to have like a real like woman who knows her shit. Like I was raised by my dad, so I still have <laughs> I still have little qualities that you know I wouldn't make myself a female spokesperson. But well, just well, know that you need to do uh, that. Unfortunately for you, uh, Elle and I both have the most many gender specific <laughs> topics on the on the list today. And, <laughs> and this. This is no pre-pro. We did not plan this. L literally, literally typed out with his fingers, Cardi B, <laughs> Car 
Cardi B is the best song-making female rapper, no hyperbole. To that, I watched the I watched the Godcast with Godfrey, Lord Jamar, and Rod Digger this week because they had Just Blaze on. Mm-hmm. Just Blaze proceeded to walk through he and Rod Digger's difference 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 of opinions on what makes goat level status rappers getting help writing specifically. They were talking, they were discussing getting help, and Rod Digger out of her mouth said. Yeah, no, nah, I, I ain't taking no bars. That's crazy. And if you take bars, you can't be the best. And mm. she's she's and then simultaneously, Kev, because Kevin and I are watching it. Kev goes, Well, that's her, that's her female bias kicking in because she feels like she has to stand on her own as a woman because she'll be this people are automatically assuming that she's getting help because she's in Buster's camp. Buster has to be helping her. So 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 to prove them wrong, she's going to make sure Buster don't help her. And she goes, yeah, Buster don't get no help from nobody. And me and Kev looked at each other like, oh, she she's mis- sadly mistaken. And Buster didn't explain that to her. Buster, Buster has albums with Pharrell, Q-Tip, Dr. Dre, Jay Dilla. That nigga's gotten help before. I don't, I don't, <laughs> care, I don't care what you say. And Cardi is able to have the impact that she's able to have. And there's no argument whose pen is better out of Rod Digger and Cardi B. Nobody will ever argue that. But Rod's kind of moved out of that conversation. It's not kind of. She's not even in that conversation because Cardi's had the success that she's had because she's let other people pin for her. So, explain. <laughs> so, so, after all that, explain. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I'm sorry. No, not, not explain. I'm just, I thought it was... A, I thought it was fascinating, and then the CL's topic this morning because it, it was solely based off of that dialogue. Now, I just I didn't, I didn't see the right, I didn't see the right digger thing. But, yeah, I gotta uh, share that with you guys. Yeah, like the conclusion that I came with with Cardi though is that if you really look at her track record, and this is you know, I don't want to do the whole thing where uh, we talk about like the label she's in and the amount of help that she receives. Because you can receive a lot of help. You could be at a certain label. You can have all the money behind you. And it should not transition well. Like, we've seen that. It doesn't connect, you know. And the person that Cardi is, I just don't think that she's able to make something that's corny. You know what I mean? I think that's the that's the gist of it. Is like, like it, that, that's an important element of the individual that you aren't here to just do shit for the sake of it's going to it's gonna uh, hit for a certain mass group, you know? Like, the shit that Cardi does, I don't think is ever going to actually be corny from my, from my thought process. So I'm saying, with that being said, that she has a... She's up there on the rankings when it comes to just picking the correct song and knowing what's going to fly, you know? Like, yes, people can help out with that part, with that part of it, but... She, she would still have to want to put her name on it, you know? So, and then the whole thing about, like, her stealing the, the line or whatever, bro, people will say that. Like, that shit, that shit has been said plenty of times. What are, what are you what are your what are your feelings in and around? Because right, it's so it's so it's the conversation is layered. It's not just just one one thing being discussed. There's a bunch of different things that are taking place. So, want to yeah, yeah. be want to be, be delicate to that and what and what um, especially in reference to Rock, because she is 
to me, one of the one of the greatest pins. That's not even gender, like just one of the best pins ever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not talking you know, about Ryan though, because I'm, exactly, I'm, I'm, I'm not putting Ryan uh, in the conversation of making like uh, amazing songs for masses. Like, not at not not even close. Facts. Yeah, like people need to know like the layers to like the game that you want to play. And if if that's not a game that you're willing to play, then why the hell are you? Why the hell would somebody want to put that into the conversation or compare the two? You know what I mean? Like those are two pieces that are that don't need to be compared. Uh, now, if you want to be in a comparison, if you want to be in comparison, then you would have to be playing the exact same game. So there's people that get pissed off at Drake all the time about him getting getting help or not being the best rapper and stuff. Not all the things that you want to possibly say about Drake, but are you willing to play the game that Drake is playing? Answer is no. <laughs> no, thank you. And, it's like, I, and I, don't, I don't know how many people that can play Drake's game, though. You know what I mean? There like, there's a lot of players to Drake that it, it might be impossible for somebody else to even be on the same playing field as Drake. I get it. But, I mean, that's some shit that folks got to deal with. If that's your lane, you got to deal with it. Not everything is built to be sweet. Do you feel like Cardi's. Like you said, she'll never make anything that get, that's corny to you. For you, is it, do you think it comes from her like being on Instagram and her like showing so much of her life and like spending so much time with us and like still making sure that she's relatable in that aspect? Do you think that that plays a part or is it just solely the music? Uh, for me, it, for me, it's music wise because I'm not online to like, I don't pay attention too much to like individuals, like their day to day lives. So I don't really know too much about that. So I can't speak on that part. Mm-hmm. But that definitely has a, a, um, a lot to do with it if she is that in tune with, you know, her demographic or just her, the, the people that are listening to her that transitions over, that translates over because if you're always in contact with them, and you're being real or authentic in that aspect, then yes, that's going to hit. That's a lot like um, uh, Big Lotto. Like, she's blown up, I think, because of her relatability by how much she's letting into, like, her just being interactive with fan bases. I think that's a part of being an artist at this point. Like, people want to know you day to day. Um, It's not for everybody, but if you want to play that game, then that's the shit that you got to do. You know, like I'm more of a, like the way Kendrick approaches shit. Like uh, I give I give you something amazing and then you probably ain't gonna hear from me for a bit. Which but that's it's more so headspace. Stay there for, for both of you guys because I know how big Kendrick fans both of y'all are, <laughs> me included. There There's absolutely no question that there's a Baby Keem influence on Dan though. Mm. And for whatever reason, when people hear me say that, they take that as an indictment of Kendrick. And n- no, that is part of that man's brilliance. And when I and when I say influence, that don't mean that don't mean that Keem wrote a single fucking word. And if he did, it would it still wouldn't matter to me. It wouldn't matter for one second what because of the excellence that Kendrick has displayed and the inf- the same for the same baby Keem influence that is on Dam. The same George Clinton influence is on is on To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. For the same Dr. Dre influence that is on Good Kid Mad City. There's the there are these moments. And again, back to the initial point of teamwork, 
Rod Digger is sitting next to, is in a camp with Buster Rhymes. Who's had bigger hits than Buster Rhymes? And you don't, you don't take it, you, you're going out of your way not to take direction as a means to uphold this thing that isn't even real. Like there is no, like the, the, hey, you can't take, that's not an actual rule anywhere. And, and to the, the point that Just Blaze was making was that, yo, y'all goats that's on y'all rap Mount Rushmore's have all taken help. Whether it's known or not is the, is the debate, but they've all taken assistance in some form or fashion. And we move the goalposts depending on if we like the person. Drake just hap- Drake just so happens to have these characteristics that make people debate whether they like them or not, but no one's debating the music ever. And so it, it becomes this thing and and I don't and I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to narrow it down to to just to just hip hop and black folks, but it feel it feels like that's the space where this sort of um this lack of collaboration is is sort of reinforced as a means to sort of stifle your growth. I think anyone who's made a, a, a project worth worth a damn has had collaborators in and around in the room to make sure that the thought or the concept is explored to to um, this infinite space to where the the, de- the details and the nuances are heightened. So that it is more relatable and inviting to the masses, that and so where you go, the pol- a damn can win a Pulitzer surprise, a, pol- a Pulitzer surprise. I like. I'm, I want to know who the fuck in that room heard that record and went. I understand what's what, what's happening on this record because to me, it felt like damn was made specifically for me. For that record to win no, that of uh, that award of that prestige, says so much about the. Um, the behavioral science portion of it, where it's like, it's more than just music. When you think about Humble being the first single and it being so far from anything Kendrick had done, it's like a, it's, it's like a, like a social experiment. Like I'm gonna shock everybody and see what type of time they own for real. And in the, and in the midst of some like of a bop, I'm gonna be snapping. It's 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 genius, bro, and it's it's hard not to think there wasn't people in the room going, just challenging him and him step. Like it's, it's a symbol of him stepping up to the challenge, as opposed to him going, "Nah, I got to do this on myself. I got to do this one for myself, fam. I'm not taking no help from nobody." That's that seems really silly to me. The and but I do feel like I at at a point in my life I was I was where Rod Digger was, it's like, nah, man, that's crazy if you got help. No, 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 no. The more you read these liner notes and see how many writers is on some of these songs, it's shifting a lot. And we got to start having conversations about having impact. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't completely worked through the thought of, of how to, you know, of how to discuss it and make it to where it's, because to me, there's no, it's no debate. Put hella people in the room, everybody work on this one thing, even if it's for an individual, but make sure this person is supported in order to, to do their best. And that doesn't mean writing for them. That could mean holding a fucking umbrella in Jane Hancock's video to make sure she looked like a star. That It could mean something as simple as that, is, what, is ultimately what I'm saying. But because we're so wrapped up in, I can't do none of that, I got made fun of for holding the fucking umbrella. 
And I'm going, wait, what? How that, how does that work? Like in what in what world in your mind can you go, that's crazy to do that for your for your family though? Like Jane is family. And on top of not being family, I'm a fan. Like, if she wasn't in family and I'm just a fan and she's like, Monty, hold this umbrella. Like, what? I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, I'm trying to trying to really understand that mentality, that mindset of not accepting help. And maybe I was there. At, no, no, not maybe. I was definitely there before where LL and Grammy. Oh, perfect. I think I told this story. I'm not sure if I said on the pod, though. Grammy weekend, L, at the studio. Oh man, I'm sorry, y'all. I completely for- lost my thought, but I, I hopefully it was completed. Unless one of y'all remember where we were headed. You talk about holding an umbrella and people trip off of that. Why you gotta say it like that, fam? Nah, because I had an important point to make. <laughs> we're trying to hold on to our thoughts too. Well, no, go y'all, y'all, y'all definitely go because I, I lost with uh, hearing my hearing me talk to me and 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 not being able to find my voices now was crazy. So yeah, y'all definitely jump in. Hey, Monty. Hey, there's a lot of people that feel that way, man. So I need, so I'm glad that you was able to speak out for folks. You know, the important people. That you the word the line you just said you didn't mean to say it but it's just the line that you just said it was important for like the public you know you're speaking and trying to find your voice and you couldn't find it you know what I'm saying like you just want to be heard and when it's all said you know it's all said and done I see me? what you did there I see what you did you know there. I, I I got I you bro you know I see what I, I got you you doing the science <laughs> the really? mathematics I see you. <laughs> the math you feel me <laughs> nah but um. Now, I think I think it really comes down to um, people getting a hold of like their own like their own reality and what they want out of it, you know. And I think that too time like too many times we in the process of like trying to figure it out or coming coming into our own and stuff, we're listening to way too many outside sources um, that don't know much about it. When like yeah. the important folks is like the people that are around us every yeah. day or around our uh, our creative um, output that are actually giving proper input, you know, and um, and that we should probably weigh on the on the scale weigh that way higher uh, than the individual that just happened to see something one time and had a had a comment about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like that should be that should be coming from within. You know what I mean? Like that hate shit. Yeah. Need haters, man. Need the motherfuckers. And like the, uh, like I think that I just think that more people or just everybody uh, should be operating on like their on their frequency, mm. you know, and don't don't allow folks to get get you off of like what your frequency is. So like, yeah. well, like Money said, hey, she asked she asked me to do something and I did it. Didn't even think about it. It stopped at that. You know what I mean? Because it was player as hell to do that. You know what I mean? And then like do that shit with like um you know run run that up that way and then like if somebody says something about it my nigga did what did you you wouldn't have done it i bet and that says a lot about you then you know what i mean like you know what i'm saying if you wouldn't have done that shit then keep that keep that shit in your in your element you know what i mean like and see what comes back your way you know what i mean so like that's really what that i i see in that that's all yeah yeah, especially with the raw digger example, though, like I think about it as like stigma, pride, and unlearning. Because you think about when raw digger was coming up, there was huge stigma about working together, ghostwriting, all that stuff, and 
and just the pride in that. So then now we're at a place where I think we're all trying to unlearn that. You know, we're having more conversations about who helped who and and who was in the studio. And, oh, yeah, of course, you know, Eminem wrote that Dre line. Of course, Jay-Z wrote that Dre line. You could hear it, but we're also having conversations about it. So it's like, I think when we're all unlearning something at the same time, everybody's going to be at different stages. And so I think Rodega is just at a different stage. And I think, too, like there's a stigma in it but I think even back then there was a lot of like secrecy to it so Mm -hmm. to me I don't know if she didn't know that Busta got help or if she felt like she couldn't say that she knew Busta Mm -hmm. got help you know what I mean so it's like there there's elements that go into it and it's like we're all unlearning this together so we all have to be in different places with it and and just the pride aspect like you know we all have talked about how we've been in that situation like Sometimes it's hard to work together um, because, you know, you if you've been let down before, that's going to play louder in your head. And so when you go to do something or you go to ask somebody for something, our brain just makes that really loud of like, oh, well, they might let you down. And you're like, oh, man. So that's part of the unlearning, too, is like we have to really get rid of all those thoughts of like, no, this person's going to let me down. Like, it's just going to be like it was before. Like, all of that negative talk, we have to unlearn yeah. that individually. So. Yeah. And I, and, I, and, I, and I hope, my hope is that always in these conversations that this don't come off as like Rod Digger slander. In fact, it's more like she's so talented and had such a brilliant moment and on a mainstream level um, of, of almost breaking through and being a complete different representation of what the female MC could could have been, what happens if she does accept help? Uh, Rye's great, man. I, I, I loved uh, Carmen. That was my shit. What? Man, I had that on DVD. What a, yes. random, what a random ass reference, G. You might be a hip hop head for real. You a backpacker? <laughs> We're back, what's hey, in your backpack, fam? I got the invisible joke. <laughs> An invisible backpack is crazy. You had to see through shit? You had to see through backpack? <laughs> see through. See through everything. See through backpack is crazy. The invisible backpack means that it's always on, though. Fat. Ooh. You me? Dude, you're in the math. I see you. It's Mathematics Sunday today? Yeah, I, I think so, man. <laughs> That's probably what's going on with Zoom right now. Zoom, like, you can't drop these many at one time. Yeah, you know? no, y'all, you got to spread them. Y'all got to relax. I see you, Zoom. Um, <laughs> you got to pay for that. Oh, Gee, what, what you, uh, humility being a lie. Uh, yeah, yeah. You didn't get the memo? I, okay, so, yes, but again, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to, I, I feel like I personalize everything. And, <laughs> <laughs> and when I tell you, that that's that's the artist in you. That that fake humble shit, bro. Killing that. Yeah. Killing 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 the ego. I didn't know that that was a form of killing the ego, though. Like that hum that that fake that fake humble shit is is a big a big um, occupier of that ego space. Because it's 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 and, and it's almost sicker than the person that that is presenting themselves to have a big ego, right? The, I did this, King Kong ain't got nothing on That person is way easier to deal with than a person that's fake humble. 
Um, and that was me for a really, really long time. Oh, fam, I, I ain't really do nothing, man. That was just like, shut up. That's so stupid. I did a lot. I did. Nah, nah. <laughs> it's, it's not me, it's you, fam. Hey, you but, know what I'm saying? But why, but why you got to rub the chest, though? To rub the chest is a real thing. Like, hey, <laughs> you know what I'm just saying? Like, you know, like, why, why would I do these things? You know what I'm saying? I you know, <laughs> I could never. You I know could never. I, I could never. Is yeah, crazy. I, I could never. Is nuts. They'd <laughs> <laughs> be lying, bro. Like, stop that shit. Stop Get that it. shit up out of here. Stop like, nobody want to hear that. Nobody want to be around it. And if if that is you, man, I need you to do more. You know what I mean, I need you to get better. You know, that's about it. Like that humility shit be killing me, and I, I'm just tired of it, man. I'm just tired of folks acting as if. Especially because 2020 happened. And 2020 showed everybody's true side. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't even hide behind humility when 2020 happened. Like, you saw everybody at their full-blown survival instinct mode. So either in those times, they went all the way to, like, aggressive aggression uh, to where they didn't give a fuck, like, who was ta- like who they were talking to, what the other person was feeling, what they were getting, what they were receiving, what was coming back, you know, any of that stuff that was out the window. I'm going through it. Here is me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or you had the folks that was able to step back in, uh, like reassess the situation and 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 did something where now the blessing is a little bit more of like where they can help at. So now, like, something has passed, and like, now we're back to like the humility shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's kind of how that thing works. I think it's more so you should just completely be you and let me know who I'm dealing with. You know what I mean? For first and foremost, you know, like, I don't think there is a need for like that little built in filter. You know, I, I, I think the filtering is like lost time, and I'm not about lost time. Like, I don't need, I don't need any. I don't need any information that lap that lapses in this with us doing like these fake greets, you know. Like I, I, I don't appreciate it, you know. And I, I think more so, where I can get, we can get a lot more done, both coming to the table with all the information in hand for us to figure out what we about to do with it. And I think that's a lot more. That that's that's kind of more that's the time that I'm on a little bit more. So the humility shit was just, just kicking me, you know what I mean? So I just have to speak out on it. That might be that might be what an L don't fuck with moment. My bad. I might have went off on that one. But I wasn't I I I just I don't fuck with it. Just because I saw too many sides. Like money, I told you how many times nigga got sued this year. But also like the like the situation I just dealt with. Like I literally have seen so many different situations and been in so many different situations where individuals are all that shit went to the wayside so there is no there's like just keep it real now what what are you good in even reaching back right your your days your days at a you know at a syndicated radio station like that the politics there I, like, I, and, and then people, you know, you make these assumptions like, you know, oh, they got to be crazy. I don't even want to do that. Like, I'm just imagining based off of my experience in corporate, when you when you have a mix of like the highest level of corporate and but leveraging creative 
that just makes for an insane space for that shit to take place. What what did you experience in in that, in, in regards to like hu- humility and like what how that could be you know leveraged? I think it's interesting because I started there when I was 19 years old and I never had a job before then. I didn't have like a teenage job or anything like that. So for a while, that was all I knew. So I was like, oh, this is normal. Like this is, this is corporate life. Like this is how people run. Like I'm even reading a book now called Bad With Money. And she was talking about the uh, unpaid internship program. And it's like in hindsight, that shit is disgusting. Like the way they gatekeep people out. And when you're part of that system, like (sighs) brainwashed is a strong word, but if that's all you know, that's all you know. So it's like us priding ourselves on the fact that we were unpaid interns and we were going in on, you know, our grandma's birthdays and working shifts. And you know what I mean? Like you just, you create this weird level of pride, but also there's humility to it too, where it's like, oh no, you're not on yet. So you can't, not that you can't talk about what you do, but it's kind of like, well, when I get there, then I can talk about it, but I can't talk about it right now because I'm not there yet. So it's like this, these levels of just like, you know, I'm working my ass off. I'm, you know, just doing crazy things ultimately. Um, And then, yeah, paying dues. um, in so many ways (laughs) but but yeah so it's just it it's something that is hard to realize until you come out of it to where it's like oh that I don't regret it but I can understand the flaws in that system and yeah you it was just really running around like you know I'm technically still an intern or I'm technically still lower tier or I'm you know and so in a lot of it is just very implied. Like, it's not like somebody comes up to you and goes, hey, you, you know, it's, it's just very implied and you feel it. And to walk around with that feeling is, is very interesting. But then for me personally, like, I set it to where, oh, okay, like, once I'm on, like, I'm on air, like, I'm, I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that. And it's like, you don't realize until afterwards, like, that's not how things work. Like, me getting me getting on air also internally isn't going to make me less of an introvert. Like I'm not all of a sudden going to be, it's like, no, that's just who I am. So it's like, yeah, politics wise within it, money wise, and just internally, like getting to that place is not how it works. Like it's the journey, not the destination is hella cliche, but it's like, that's really how you have to carry yourself in any instance, especially if it's corporate, because there's going to be some weird shit that had nothing to do with you, but you still fall into it. So it is. Yeah, we can say it. Cor- yes. cor- corporate is bullshit. Corporate is corporate is complete bullshit. Like they like the 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 um the atmosphere in and around it. You just mm-hmm. see that it's built around people trying to keep their jobs. Like that's literally the culture that's created. So the higher up you go, the even more tight ash you become because of like the person right above you. You're on a certain stream, so you're underneath somebody that as they in, as they improve, mm-hmm. you also can improve. So this is kind of like the kiss ass type of deal that you go through your entire lineage of it, um, and. 
you suppress even more the further up you go. You know what I mean? So like it does, it's not like, oh, once I start making this amount or once I start doing this in my job title, then, you know, all these things are going to change um, or I can be the change within, bro, it's not my company. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of how the idea is. Like it's not like when it's your company, then yes, you can be the change that you want to see and see if that shit works out. <laughs> but within somebody else's shit, this is kind of the things that I kind of appreciate like the folks that I'll be working with, like, Literally, don't come in here with, like, the emotions of, like, how things are operating. You know, like, kind of like, it's more so, like, you do, you put, you insert yourself into the situation, but don't allow this to consume you. Like, I would say you need to find out something else that you love to do and do this in the meantime until you can do that. Like, don't have, don't, don't give, don't fucking blood, sweat, tear yourself into somebody else's shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the, like, do everything you can so that you can continue to move up. You know what I mean? So you can make more to foster whatever it is you want to do. But it's not a matter of what you, you know, the more you put into it and they're going to see me this way. Bro, they don't give a fuck. They can care less. What they see is how I'm going to feed my family and they will cut your throat in order to do so. Mm-hmm. It is every day. Every and day is a cut your throat moment. I was just going to say, like, the other part of the humility, too, like, as you're speaking, like, I'm thinking of, you know, I'm thinking back and it's like the humility was interesting, too, because I look back on it almost as a downfall because I wasn't comfortable walking into somebody's office and saying like, Hey, I did this. I did this. Look at me. Look at me. Like, that's just not a part of who I am. And you would see other people go in and you're like, wait, they're on now. Like what? And it's like, they just know how to talk themselves up. But also like on the (laughs) other side of that, like, I completely agree. Like your job has to be just your job because you don't own that company. And and not to sway anybody, but just it, in my own personal life, like I, I'm part of a union now. And it's like, for me, that has made a difference because they, they get eight to five and say, I'm contractually mm-hmm. obligated eight to five and I'm out. You don't get mm-hmm. more, you don't get nothing. So to me, that was a boundary that I had to create myself because, you know, being 19 years old and being and putting myself into that position. And that's all I knew a way for me to unlearn. It was like, okay, this place has hard boundaries, hard, hard contracts. Like this is, this is what I need to do right now to kind of level out where I'm at and how I see things. Because yeah, like you said, you can't come in here with all these emotions and thinking that you're going to run things and change things. Like, no, like, no. So. Fam, this company has been around and there hasn't been one person that come in here and ran a thing. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, 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 it's interesting. It's interesting because, like, it, it's a matter of how you compartmentalize your mind on these type of aspects because somebody, somebody could hear that and feel like that is a, a down-in-the-depths moment as far as, like, how I should approach work. You know what I mean? And that's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying look at look at what I just said and now there is no wins, you know, like now it should be like I should have even more of a dark cloud over me when I enter these aspects. That's not what I'm saying. Like what I'm saying is, is that change your mind's approach to what your days are like. You know what I mean? Like you will be a lot more happier inside knowing that you put what you did, like you did the part that 
pays your bills. And then off the clock, mm-hmm. you did this, that, and the other for yourself. You know what I mean? Like you separated the two so that everything that you are is not consumed in what your work is. That's what people get fucked up. Like, why are you putting so much into your work, even though that's what they will tell you to do? You know what I mean? Like people, people even chastise you on you not putting everything into work. And that's what people get fucked up. Like, like, why would you put so much into that when you, you also have to have a balance of yourself? Like, yourself should not just be when I get tired and I fall asleep. Like, that was my time to myself was that I went to sleep last night for two, three hours. Definitely. Like, that shouldn't be yourself, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of what I'm talking about. You, you know, when it when it clicked for me, G, um, I, was, I was trying to remember... Something, something happened. Oh, it was the uh, the the charity game for the city of Richmond uh, basketball, and uh, they, they wanted to use predominantly rappers. And then uh, Sue and I forget who uh, Sue and Coach Mellis, but the Sue was like, "Yo, I picked you first. And I was like, "I haven't played basketball in God knows how long. Why would you do that? Like, are you crazy?" But his his memory of me is being a doll, like for real, for real. Yeah. And so I was trying to remember back to that day. And those were like high school days because at no point in college did I have that mindset. By the time I got into college, that first, by the time conference rolled around, my confidence was completely shot and I never got it back ever. And I I don't even even think I've said that out loud, to be honest with y'all. But culturally, um, displacement, there's a whole bunch of things that were that I was experiencing freshman year of college, but especially that first few months during, you know, during training, during pre and then preseason happens. And then your confidence is slowly, slow, like slow, slower, like by the, by the game, it was getting less and less and less. And just shit that, shit that was as easy as breathing my entire life. I'd completely forgot how to do, you know, I just, and I couldn't remember, like everything on the hoop court was so fluid and so much muscle memory, that shit was gone because everything that I knew instinctually wasn't what was being asked of, from the from the coaching staff it was the quite opposite and i'm like fam i've never i didn't even know that was a way to play basketball like i didn't even know i didn't even know there was that much fucking thinking in basketball but that shit was confusing because everything was it was just a, an extension of me my whole life all right and so lost it and then there would be moments when it would come back but it never ever clicked again so my disdain for for hoop just grew more and more and more but what i didn't realize was happening is that that same sort of confidence and fake humility that was being that i was being overcome by in hoop was creeping in my fucking like real life so even when i'm dealing with people and something as simple as like yo man them shoes is clean oh baby nah like How you gonna dispute your shoes being tight? Like that? Now that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. now we gotta really analyze what the fuck is going on, yeah. right? And so, what I didn't want to happen, and I was, and I was very clear on that, is that I didn't want to be overcome by the same politics and rap that I was in sports. And I know that's a many thing to say, but that's it right. happened from the rip. For, it happened from the rip. It's like, yo, money, we don't know what position you play. 
okay, nigga, who fault is that? Like, I can do it all. That ain't my fault. That's your fault. I Put me anywhere and I'll figure it out. If it's guarding the biggest man, if it's guarding the shortest cat, I'm an asset. Don't don't flip that on me and go, hey, we can't identify your position, so it's going to make you unscoutable. That's crazy. So now, fast forward, Hoop is positionless. So who was wrong? If we if we go on high, so all right, bet. So I wasn't I wasn't gonna be overcome yeah, there, by there that might be, there might need to be. Say it again. Okay. There might be a, there might need to be a doc just on that period of time in college sports because yeah. like there was a period of time where it was a transition from the old time period of everything being stuck in a specific space to like people becoming so much more than just a specific position to it then transitioning to there's no way to do this so the mold gets broken and then now exactly. the way that it's streamlined in there's folks that will get that opportunity that it's a lot it's, it's just a lot different i don't want to downplay anybody's games but it's just a lot different on the no, for the landscape you know, for the landscape, when you take that, when you take that mental block out of it, and the mental block isn't from the individual. The mental block is from the people yeah. that control. From the system, from the system, from the system. Yeah. That's so cool. the system, and we've we've danced around it. We talked about it, and kind of poke fun at it, but because it's so attached to the to the fake humbleness for me, I do feel like it's warranted to break down because it's like, nah, fam. Like, I'm a hooper. Like that's all I've ever known. Whether it's being an undersized big, that's just what it was. So you learn how to defend the big guys. All right, bet. Draymond, Charles Bright, like them niggas make it, made a living off that shit. And so now for it to sort of become the norm, you see it in music. It's like, well, you don't, you don't make, you don't make gangster rap. You don't make this. You don't make that. It's like, I just love music, fam. I'm here to do it. You're not going to make that a, 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 a knock on me because you don't know what to identify it as. It's, that's a great thing that my sound isn't regional, that the that it's not even genre specific. The shout out to Concrete Violet, we did drop the truth video. That came out. Gee, I, and, and I want to have Kate Noble on at some point to talk to them, but we were, we're recording the album in, in uh, Yountville, right in wine country. The most beautiful experience of my life. I've never, I've never made an album under these circumstances where it's, it's food, it's good energy, it's sleep, it's plenty of weed. Like, <laughs> you got everything you need, right? And and the music is so different, it's so challenging. And I'm like, yes, this is awesome. I've, I'm being pushed melodically, lyrically, conceptually. Like, all these things are happening. And then I, I remember sitting at the board, um, mixing, mixing my vocal in and being hella proud of the music and going, turning around to Kate Noble and going, yo, my niggas may not fuck with this music at all, and it saddens me. And they're looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" And I, but that was a thought that I, a feeling that I had, because mm. I was, I was, I was being me, right? And so, to me, how my brain and my trauma uh, assessed me feeling that free was like, "Oh, my real one's not gonna fuck with it." Fast forward to the record coming out and Freak going, "Yeah, this is the best thing you ever done." And he was the last person I expected to get that reaction from, yeah. you know, because it was it was so counter to anything he was sort of like encouraging me to do. Um, and and uh, 
what what I didn't what I didn't want to continue was like, yo, I don't want to be overcome by those politics that I was in boot in music, but I I didn't even realize that I'd already been beaten. Right. So that fake humble fake humble shit was having an impact on me creatively and even personality wise. Just like you 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 impose favorite thing was like money. You kind of got to be outside fucking around with us, man. Like we got you, like. You can't just be like you can't just be a hermit and expect people to fuck with the music, and and you being a man of the people. You can't like that. That don't exist because you ain't outside for real. So we don't give a fuck what you talking about. You ain't outside. <laughs> and L and Poe would say that religiously early, uh, special. And and then I finally start to listen. And it when I tell you it was like it was like somebody turned on the light switch for how fast the the music started to connect per them being like, you got to be out, you got to be out, you got to be out to the point of even back to the Rod Diggit conversation of getting help. We're in LA Grammy weekend, Ellen Poe get to the lab. They're fit. They're faded too. They're, Fucked up. It's my bad, G, but you was y'all was big faded. Big faded. That's my after that. After this moment you about to talk about, <laughs> I went to the house. I was like, oh, we're not, not going outside, we're gonna be in a stoop. All right, man. Hey, y'all be amazing at this. I need to I'm I, I'm about to be up in the morning. I gotta go work out, but I'm going to sleep because I'm about to be hurt. Not before he didn't leave before, especially he goes, We're going through beats, and I picked picked another one. He's like, nah, 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 y'all should keep going. <laughs> but it's, it, it, it only it only resonated loud because he don't ever say shit like that, right? <laughs> so, nigga, y'all, y'all heard the man keep going. Like, <laughs> keep going. So we keep going and he goes, oh, no, 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 that one right there. That's it. And he goes, you should you should talk about this. I said, okay. Easy enough. It's the easiest song I've ever recorded in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was so easy because he picked the beat. And the concept was like, yo, do that. And then went, all right, y'all, see y'all tomorrow. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it was a, it was a it was a true lesson in what humility is. Cause the fake humble, what you what I was doing when I was fake humble is L could have done, done exactly that. And me go, nah, I kind of want to do this. And but mask it in, oh, peace king. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm gonna just do like it's 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 I hope that makes sense. No, for sure. That's how my brain. That's how my brain has processed this transformation, and it's not being on no fake shit, bro. And that 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 fake humble shit is the is the most toxic and dangerous shit because it's it's how it's how I feel about the it's it's why I'm so adamant about the liberals being really dangerous, right? Because those are the ones that buddy buddy and and pretend to be something that not, and ultimately do the most damage to the movement that's happening. And so. When you being fake humble, even even guess what else comes with being fake humble? Hmm. Not genuinely being happy for your peers and your counterparts. That's also a part of it too. Where you going? Yeah, man, I'm just a fan of everybody, and I wanna. That shit not real. And anybody that's that's talking like that aren't real for real. And I and I can say that because that's what I was doing, and still behind the scenes harboring ill will to the niggas who was like really moving for real. And then once that shit went away and I really became fans of the niggas I was pretending to be fans of, man, how I've been able to collaborate with them, um, benefit from their, their spaces and then bring it like it truly has been the shift for me personally. So that that humility is a lot of shit hit 
on some personal shit, G. I just put that on. <laughs> you know? I get what you were saying now, bro. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but Marty said it at first. I was like, oh, I need this talking right now. But then, like, <laughs> no, that, that shit. It's like, ooh, you, 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 okay, all right, man. Uh, I, I can take it. Now I'm going to talk about that more like when we get into like the movie reviews because I had a hell of a week on movies like this is probably one of the better weeks of movie releases that we've had. Yeah. So I don't know if y'all, I don't know how many of them y'all saw on like the major platforms or whatever. But we'll, we'll talk about it. You know this is your segment, man. And Lex ain't here, so it's so you really got to hold down the movies. Maybe special scene some too, but I got I, I've been I, outside all can week. Can I tell you I the you. truth real quick? I wanted to watch Malcolm okay. and Marie this weekend, but we ended up watching Meteor Man. So, Hey, oh, you know? I'm not mad at that at all. You must have that on DVD. Or, I don't know or, yeah, where yeah. we found it, but we found it and we were juiced. Okay. Okay, yeah, no, nah, I've been looking for that, and I was like, that's what that, that led us to our conversation about uh, that stuff not being on any of like the DSPs or whatever. So, like, I was trying to figure out where the hell that thing is. So, yeah, okay. Uh, let's say, let's save the movie corner, uh, for, for last because we could take it on one. Um, I don't, I, it's literally there isn't, there's only one of mine that I want to get through, but it's not as important as these that L has. Um, Are white people the last to know? And the Karens, the Karens get a lot of get a lot of notoriety. But L made a, L made a real good point, man. Hey, man, real life. L, so you want to talk about first, man? You, in you order, in through, order. No, 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 no. because the Karens get all get they get all the claim. Yeah, you know, you know, you know what I liken it to. Huh. You know what I liken it what's to. Up, what's up? There is. Okay. I guess that's not that's not a fair fair. It's, it's got to be like culturally impactful, mm. um, and and you got to have context. You got to you had you had to be there, mm. right? You just you just had to be there to see it for yourself. And if you weren't, you'd be like, ah, they not popping like this for real, right? Mm. Mm. Um, I guess the Karen is what, what came on the scene. Say it again. Susan in a nutshell, because Susan got away with like having to be there for, in order. Like Karen just happened to come out when phones were accessible. Like mm-hmm. you gotta see, you gotta see how many things had to happen before you could actually videotape a Karen. You know, like <laughs> Susan's have just been living fucking <laughs> wild out here, bro. Like, wait, wait, who? Susan, Susan, that's 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 Karen, that's Karen's elder. <laughs> <laughs> Karen's mom. That's a uh, what's the, what's the uh, what's uh what's the one that messed with Rob? Who uh uh well, who with, with Rob Kardashian? Black Black China Black China Black China's mama Black China's mama. You know, like you. <laughs> I'm the original. Yeah, you would have you would have never known nothing about Black China Black China Mom without Black China. You know what I'm saying? So like, but she been out here wilding. Been out here. In those situations that y'all know of, where the daughter is nuts, but you haven't met the moms yet. Like the mom, yeah. once you see once you meet the moms, you're like, oh shit, you actually ain't that bad. Like I I don't like I from 
given that, given your upbringing, you have to be around that, and you got admitted to this point. I should actually give you a little bit more yeah. respect. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because you, <laughs> your entire life is somehow so way you are some semblance of a human being. Like I don't like. Oh. But yeah, that is so awesome. No, it, but yeah, that, I was just gonna yeah. say it's it's so real. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like you know. I, I have my issues with my own mother, but yeah, like we would be driving around and she would call the police on people who didn't have car seats in their cars. And it's like, on one hand, I see what you're trying to do. Like you care about children, but you can't just call the cops on people. These are not, this is not your security team. And the way you're talking about it, like it's just yeah. passed on and passed on. Like people see this and like, oh yeah, like, my mom called the cops on these people, so I call the cops. Like, it's just, these, these are things that are passed down. So, yeah, the Susans definitely started it. And, you know, we could go historical, but hopefully. Yeah, we could just keep, we could just keep going up the. Wait, wait, it's, it's, it's somebody that, that oh. precedes the Susans? Oh. What's her name? I, have, I haven't put together the Susan, the, the one above <laughs> Susan's name yet. Because Susan. I'm going to guess it's like, Ethel or something. Like it, it's, a, it's around there. And, uh, it's around there. Is it Edna? Because Be- Betty would mm-hmm. be the cool one. <laughs> Betty. You know what I mean? No, no, yeah, yeah. Not Betty, yeah. Betty, Betty been fucking around. Betty been fucking so, around. But it'd be like the up, the the the, <laughs> the stuck up one. What was uh, what's that his mom name? Uh, or what was um, Walter White's wife? <laughs> oh my gosh, Skyler. 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 Oh, Skyler a little too new. Skyler a little too new. It could. It, yeah. That could. That could be a grandmama somewhere. They still making Skylers. I'm, I'm gonna guess it's Edna. It was Edna. It might, it might be Edna or Ethel or something like that or something along. That. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be somebody up there that would that would be the ones that I was probably looking from inside the window, like in the window, just peek, peeked over the curtain, mm-hmm. call somebody, just because they touched their line. No, you know, they was trying to they, when I, they uh, trying to rob them. They touched their line on accident. When you when when you put uh, our white people the last to know, I was reading an article about the um the rep, the Republican rep from Wyoming be they voted to have they voted for her to resign because she was one of the ones who helped who upheld uh the impeachment of Trump in mm-hmm. the decision. And so everybody back in all the all the reps back in Wyoming all the Republican reps back in Wyoming were like, yo, they signed a petition and like 70% of them signed a petition to have her resign. She like that's crazy. And she literally had to she literally had to explain to them because they were still holding on to the idea that the capital the shit that happened at the capital was a product of of Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Like this is this is in their writing. And she's going, "Oh, y'all just mistaken. Like y'all think I'm up, up here capping like this 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 shit is real for real." And so when I saw that, it was like, "Yo, white people last to know like damn like, I'm just saying because you got to think about in the history of the U.S., there's not too many things that have gone against you. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I don't want I don't want to put it in I don't want to put it in like a hyperbolic chamber because yes, we know that there are white people that are poor that are have a have an ear way closer to the street, so therefore they have a little bit more of understanding of some things potentially. But those are that could be that's such a small niche market of the of the U.S. So like I get it. I don't want I don't I I recognize y'all over there, but 
for the most part, when it comes to how the system operates, it was built so that you're not supposed to fathom some of the things that are inside of the nooks and crannies of what America is built off. So you should never know really what's going on in a crack because they cover that up for you. You know what I mean? So like they pay roads, like you should never know what a pothole is like. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of how your life should go. So when some of these things start cracking through and start becoming a little bit more present, prevalent in your life, then this is the first time you're interacting with some of these things. So of course you're going to, you're going to be caught off guard by it. So that yeah. that's kind of what I was thinking about. And, and the cold part is, it was that was the like that's the uh, the mature <laughs> version of me. But that that that's that's not where I got that from. Like I <laughs> I got that question. I got that whole thing from uh, that comment from um, from Jared Goff not uh, not knowing like why he was going over to uh, to the Detroit Lions, Bruh. Bro, like, bro, it's like that was news to me. Like, I didn't know. Like, I don't know why they was they didn't tell me about this. Like, we had a, you know, we were, I thought we was all on good terms. So, like that, that's kind of where because that was an immature version of me. But it, it was a lot deeper as I got further along. <laughs> when it first hit, when that's, it first hit the top, that's where they start. Yeah, it came from like the fact that, bro, you've been sucking for the last two, three, two, three years um, after you got that contract, and you did not know that. They was about to ship your ass the first chance they get. If you don't make it to where they expect you to go when they're spending all this money up front on you, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like, but it, it goes across the whole landscape. So that's just sports. It can go everywhere. With with that, I want to, uh, it is Black History Month. Happy Black History Month, everybody. Um, and a, a, ha- a happy belated birthday to, to, the, to the late great, uh, uh, to the late great Trayvon Martin, he would be 26 years old. Yes, sir. I don't. Is it, some is something about that? I saw that like family 20. Crazy, crazy. Um, and you know the in the in the power of having a, it being the last to know. Trayvon would be 26. Uh, George Floyd was this past this past uh, spring. Sandra Bland would have been 34. And, Sandra Bland would have been 34 and, and and we still having these conversations in and around social justice and policing systemic racism like fam this is it's it's exhausting um it's exhausting and something something as uh something as routine as celebrating your 26th birthday shout out to lit um uh, my, my baby's my beautiful uh not even baby sister because she's a fucking mother now like that's crazy you know what i'm saying but i i put it in the context of that she's 26 and her life is just beginning and she's she's thriving she she she's making it look so so beautiful um becoming a mother and just up leveling her life my sisters as a whole fam let me tell you how awesome they are we're on a um we're on a Zoom call for my dad's therapy. Shout out, shout out, Pop. He's kicking ass right now and, and doing the work. Er, uh, you feel me? Uh, so we're on we're on a call, and my dad and my sisters do this thing where they're all the same fucking person, and that level of not giving a fuck, I didn't get right. So, <laughs> so we're on the we're on the Zoom and. It's it's like it's going. It's not going left. They just all Money, talk you, exactly you just the same. To, you just happen to be a only like you just happen to be the oldest child that was a male. 
Like it, it was like you were you were set up to be that way. Like you can't. It, there's no level of not giving a fuck that you could have in that household. So, there's something because because yeah because the rest of the <laughs> don't give a fuck. That, and so that's my so you that's like, my logic. Talk to that. Gee, that's my that's my logic, right? So I'm going all right. So that this don't completely go off the rails. Let me just stay here, right? And but when the three of them get on one, it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> get out the way but when they do it in a in a professional zoom setting and because they're all hella intelligent it really is overwhelming because it's like oh y'all do this tension shit really well like that don't bother them at all like it, it's second nature to them for them to maintain being them in the midst of the tension and i'm just like i was sitting on that call going oh y'all all the same person and i didn't get i didn't i didn't get that trait at all i'm just like yep so <laughs> this, is, this is happening, but it was uh, money being a mediator between everybody. Like, uh, no, I stopped. I have to like make sure that everybody somehow dials it back in in order to get to the common goal that we help you this, back out of it. This ain't the podcast. Like <laughs> at, at some point, <laughs> at some point, <laughs> some point in my brain, I went, "Oh, this ain't the podcast." You be quiet, fam, and just listen and let them because they they got it. Right, they, right. They fucking got it. Right. It, was, it was it was so impressive. I love. It. Shout out my aunt, my auntie JJ. Like I I am when I tell you the the people in my life like that I have immediate access to. Um, I, I I just I'm so grateful for y'all. You two included. Just the the amount of learning um, that takes place. And I want to say with the, and it's back to the, not to keep doubling back, but even the humility portion, you two specifically both helped me with that shit. G, you already know the, the amount of work that you've done um, firsthand, but special in, um, in, your, in your support, in, in our collaboration, in our efforts to, to you know, release things and, 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 and interviews and trading ideas, like it, it truly has been a reminder, like, nah, fam, we dope for real. And, and part of, you know, part of leveling up is fucking with yourself. And I don't know when that clicked, but I do remember it being a specific moment of going, how on earth can you expect the masses to fuck with you and you still over here like kind of fucking with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a it's a it's a strange thing that we do to ourselves in the name of like trying to monetize our creativity and our ideas. Um it's a lonely space, it's a confusing space as an entrepreneur. Um but the the most important variable in it all is continuing to learn and 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 killing that ego, bro. It's like teamwork te- the concept of teamwork is simple as fuck, but the ego is the hardest thing to kill. Um, because it comes in all kinds of shapes, forms, sizes, and it's mm-hmm. and it's often masked in humility. Shout out to, to to L's fucking point, and that's why it was so hard. Not was is so hard for because I'm still every day. It's like yo, where that nigga at? I'm looking for him. Like like we got we we funking right now because he know I'm trying to kill him and he like ducking me. You know <laughs> like, but I'm a cat. I'm a cat. His ass slipping, just throw him off the roof. Like right. Ow. right. And keep it lit, you know. That's 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 kind of how my brain is making sense of it right now. Um, the weed man just texts me. Sorry, y'all. I get dis- I get distracted because it's everything is digital. Excuse me. Oh, man. <laughs> body with the oh, body with the uh, with the robot. Excuse me. Excuse me, but like 
<laughs> you rang, you rang. Hey, answering the door with the weed man calling with your robot is nuts. Your taco meet out like um hey, and then no. pull the money outside the robot. Bro, bro, that's it's all, it's all there. Bro, that's where we at now. We've been inside for that long. That's 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 why I said I said I went to New York. Hey, I went to New York. I was in New York for like two weeks. And it's like the weed men don't have Venmo. I'm offended. Okay, now I got, I got, you mean I got to go to the ATM because you don't have cash app, sir? I had attitude and everything. I was rolling my neck. Yeah, like, I, you, I was, I was acting like Coco. As, you, as cool. you should. The fuck? Uh, kind, of, kind of business are you connected? It's crazy how backwards it is <laughs> um, there. I lived there for a summer and it was like people would come up to me asking to buy weed. And then when I'd have somebody visit, we'd try to find somebody. Like, it, this was, you know, a maybe like eight or nine years ago, but still it's like, how are you guys so backwards with this? Like hey. <laughs> shout out shout out to shout out to my Brooklyn homies that's that's getting yes. that's getting that figured out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think, I think let's do it, man. I, I think New York just inundates you with so many rules. Like they just throw so much shit at you that people kind of just they they don't really know. Like, they don't know what they ass. Like, they, they'd be stuck in between. You know what I mean? Because, like, the the culture out there is to be as a is super mm-hmm. aggressive. Yeah. But they also just don't know, like, you know, like, what, like, what line are you on? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you could, at any time, you could give me uh, about, about five to ten, five to ten inside. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Just just because you feel like it. Just because. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. You know? I, I don't know how I should approach this. But that's what I do for. That's why I do love New York because it's no. To your point, G is no one's on the fence. Like they either fuck around, fuck around, or they don't do nothing. Like because it, it's the the rule. The it's that much risk on the table. Like yo, you could you could do time time for real, or you could just go on about your life out there. So the one like when you find the ones that fuck around, you can get whatever you need. You need a grenade launcher. Them niggas can find it. <laughs> like seriously, you can get any, bro. The the I, we fucked around in the meatpacking district one, like, like one like weekend for real, before it completely was like gentrified, and the amount of shit that just was you could you could stumble into at three a.m. down there was nuts. So it's that that whole underworld New York shit is like is real for real. Mm-hmm. Um, where the fuck you find Mick Foley at, fam? I thought mankind was dead, bro. Real life, man. I was I stumbled across this interview. I was like, wait a minute, hold up. <laughs> now because it threw me it threw me off with wrestling because if Mick Foley is still alive, then that lets you know that the cash from back then used to do like heavy drugs. Like because Mick Foley, like the things that he put his body through, there's no there's nothing that you could do offline that uh that would keep you alive right now. You know what I mean? So like yeah. it's not like he could like also be input into t- taking all these drugs and still be here right now. You know like he's a, he's yeah. over there ho- holding like an executive decision uh, uh, executive position position and um and like the company or whatever. So like I feel like that's what that's what saved him in Triple H, right? Was like moving right. into the to the office realm and like be like I imagine Mick didn't lean as heavy on the steroids as Triple H may have, but like, yeah, being able to like slowly wean off of that shit and have some semblance of a normal life where you look at the ones who had to do it at rapid speed was like here today, gone tomorrow. Like that Scott Hall 30 for 30 was hella hard to watch, bro. Like, cause he was, Razor Ramon was such a legend. Like, right. 
And to see him like barely be able to like put words together and like hardly move at times and shit. And that that Chris Benoit piece, I don't know if y'all watched that. That shit was heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking, bro, to watch uh, Eddie Guerrero. I watched his. That was hard. Um, clearly, wrestling nerds, but like a body, a, a, a specific. Who got a podcast? Who? Booker T. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, I'm coming for you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> And that's and that's how his pot is, bro. Like he be turned. Who gee, who gave Booker T a podcast? I don't know, bro, but but I'm talking about the like Booker T now has such a hard time getting his thoughts out, it's crazy. <laughs> like the aggression is still there, but like But he can't put it together. Me trying to put together just talking on a mic, bro, like trying to talk to the public somehow some way. That's not like the scripted situation or whatever, like me battling between like how real I could possibly be or like you know like all that stuff on a pie bro it's, it ain't it ain't clicking it ain't clicking that fast bro it's the funniest shit out bro it's the funniest oh, shit out sh- uh, shout out to the legend Booker T bro that the, the have you heard the the snippet of him breaking down that interview where he says nigga on camera you guys you guys broke he, you guys broke it down a couple weeks ago and it was perfect <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like dog. Like this is this is Manny, and I and I and it's it's one of the funniest moments. Shout out to Morgan too. We went on a tangent of watching old wrestling interviews, and it's a tie between how sick Macho Man could be mm. and just that just that one Booker T moment. Like, cause I don't know if it was a combination of the roids and the coke, but whenever Macho Man showed up, it was gonna be a party. Bro. Like. Macho Man told uh told Brad, no more questions, <laughs> nigga, but you're doing an interview, so like uh <laughs> You're doing an interview and but, and, and we rehearsed this, buddy. <laughs> and we, yeah, we went we went over this, you had the questions, but Macho Man is walking off camera and yells down the hallway, no more questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta let Macho be, bro. Like hey, you look at you look into Macho eyes and you know where you can fuck with him and that way you can't. Like, my, they, like said, my they, said that's how, right. they said that's how sick he really was. Yeah, like, they said that's he how not, sick he, not, he, really he was. He's not actually here right now, so let me leave you alone. Oh, man. Uh, this is this is your time to shine, G. You said it was a great week for films. Um, American Skin, American Sun, uh, Malcolm Marie. What... Uh, what else, what else came out and then, and then give us give us some something about those and the and the filmmakers as much as you can. Yeah, for sure. We talked about uh, we just talked about the whole thing with the um, uh, with like the Susans, the Karens, the police stuff like that. Um, the films that were dropped this week are really like added like uh, play adaptations into like mm-hmm. put it behind the camera. And they did an amazing job. So the cool thing about these, um, I don't care what, I haven't looked at a review yet for all of these, so I can care less about that on these particular situations. But the um, American Skin, I, I added in American Sun because of the American topic that, uh, yeah. like that the uh, that the producers and the you know director and the writer and all that stuff what they were trying to portray, and also the actors too. Um, but American Skin is something where uh, that well, American Skin is with um, what's his name? Uh, is it what's his name? What's the uh, actor's name? Give me one second. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Nathan. Uh, Nate. Nate. Is it Nate Parker? Uh, yeah, Nate Parker. 
For American Skin? Yeah. Yeah, Nate Parker. That's what it is? Okay. All right, so, yeah, uh, yeah so uh, Nate Parker, so he makes the, um, he, he made this adaptation of, like, the, like, a man that uh, he lost his son after being pulled over by police. Uh, they basically take him out, and um, it's, like, the buildup afterwards, so, like, kind of like what we just went through with the, with the Floyd and all that stuff, with the protests and stuff, but um, the cop getting off, and then what type of spiraling mentality it puts you into as a person that lost a child but also um there's nothing that you could possibly do about it as far as like bringing them to justice so it was a, yeah. it was a cool spin because if you know like nate parker's like background or whatever or what he's done prior he did the birth of a nation uh yep. so it was on that type of time which is the type of time yeah. i'd be on when it comes to these type of situations because like that's yeah. that's the only time that we could possibly be on at this point you know what I mean? At this point, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're like the protesting and stuff like that. There's only one group of people in the history of protests that got what the hell they wanted out of a protest. Like yeah. only one group. And they're still the majority, they're still run uh America. If they protest that if they protested about how big the protest is, they tend to get the policy the policies changed in their favor uh going forward. So protests, I get it. It's a way to blow off steam. Uh, it's a way to get um, uh, the message and awareness out there, uh, but a lot of, for a lot of this, depending on the individual, protesting is the base level of uh, civil rights um, and our humility, in a way, coming to you saying that we were wronged and see us, uh, believe us, and do something mm. about it. Like that's what our protest mm. is about, but. If you blatantly see our protests and figure out a way to snake your way around it, and which is what our history says, then what is our next option? You know what I'm saying? And you can only do that to us so many times, you know? So that's kind of what this film is. But um, the cool thing about it, the cool spin on it is that them doing, I don't want to talk too much about the actual film itself, but them doing, like taking the officer to trial publicly. So like this is a filmmaker is doing they have a filmmaker inside of the film that is um, that is uh, doing a documentary on the the character within this on uh, like after the protest has happened and they got off like what you know like what your days are afterwards so taking the police um, and uh, taking them to trial like taking over the police station or taking over Capitol Hall um, and uh, Taking the police and putting them on trial amongst their, um, amongst like the the jury and stuff like that that you create in this in this setting. This is what we're gonna do and see if you can see what you did, and then uh, find out what the repercussions are for what it is that you did. That's the idea behind this movie. So I think that this is a cool uh, film that needs to be shown to the police force. Like I think this should be a part of. Uh, the police forces uh, training. So they say that, so a lot of times, it, and I've had run-ins with the police. I've had, uh, and I had people that are, are that are family to us that are police. Uh, so it's a weird conundrum that you end up being in uh, dealing with that type of deal. Cause you're like, it's not all police, but it is the level of seeding to your, uh, your brotherhood over what your humanistic views are 
um, in each particular situation because each situation is different, but the outcome has been overwhelmingly the same. So we're not getting, something has to be fixed within that. So this is a film that gives you an idea of like what the extent of uh, what you do to us can be, you know? And it gives you, it's, it's kind of like a, to tell you the truth, it's a, um, it's an ode to uh, like, you might want to see it or you might want to understand it. You might want to get a grasp on it now. Because what's next, you it, it's going to be so out of hand that you don't, there's no way of reeling it back in. Yeah. So I think that people think that a civil war is on its way. It's inevitable that a civil war would have to happen. Uh, but think about how you could get out of the possibilities of a civil war having to take place, you know. Um, so that's kind of where we are with, with American Skin. Same thing with American Sun is something that needs to be shown to um, need something, something that needs to be shown to mixed relationships, something that needs to be shown to the police, something that needs to be shown to children, um, something that needs to be shown to adults. It's a, it's a cross-reference for just like how, um, how you raise your children to interact with the police force. And then like how the police force's um, uh, interaction back is with like people of color you know like how they automatically view you you know so like it's kind of like touching on a lot of that dialogue that we don't tend to have to like we have the dialogue on like how you should interact with police but we don't have it where um the 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 potential of like how out of hand things to become and how you can get out of it you know like we don't tend to have that too much so that's that's interesting so those two are on the same level yeah, and then Malcolm and Marie, I um, I woke up at like five this morning, and my timeline was full of Malcolm and Marie took me on one last night. Like, <laughs> what what was going on? Um, and you know, just it's just dope to see film. Like again, I the reviews aren't. I'm, I, I swore off. Um, Rotten Apple, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, excuse me, Rotten Tomatoes after they gave, I can't remember what it was. It was something that I absolutely loved that I didn't look at their reviews first. And I was like, yep, won't be doing that no more. Um, so I haven't seen any reviews yet. I just I just saw Twitter going crazy for it. Um, and no one really said, no one really said whether it was a bad movie or a good movie. They just said what the emotional roller coaster that they went on. So I, I automatically took that as they, they loved it. Regard like if you went, if it took you on one emotionally, then you, you were there for it. So. Yeah. A lot like a, well, American Sun and, and uh, um, an American uh, skin. Um, the, a lot of the, like the reviews that would be against it is just like, uh, there's too there's too much dialogue not enough action, stuff like that. So people have been programmed into there being a lot more action in some of these films as opposed to really being taken on one, which which Malcolm and Marie is literally the most you're going to have in a film that's not like um, uh, something by um, shit. The guy that made, um, I don't know, I never know like people's names off the top of my head. But like the one that made uh, the movies was like Samuel Jackson and then, uh, fuck, never mind, never, never mind. But um, Malcolm and Marie is something that needs to be shown to everybody that's in a fucking relationship. 
Like every single person. That y'all should watch that. If y'all are in a relationship, y'all should watch that together. Because mm-hmm. the dialogue within there, they take it, they take it to the extreme in order to get some of these things on the table for everybody to talk about. So um, the things that I saw that were against this film is that uh, there wasn't a conclusion. Like there wasn't a conclusion to um, to like did like do they you need closure? Hey, what? Do they, like the thing is, is that it, it goes on like this fight that they're having goes on for so long that and it, it has so many different layers to it. Like it just like one person would be down, the other person would be on one. Then the, that person would be down and the other person would come back on one. So it was just like a battle of wits back and forth uh, for an entire hour and 40 minutes. You know what I'm saying? So like it's, it's exhausting. Uh, fucking Malcolm is exhausting. Like his personality is an exhausting personality. Um, but it's men, you know, like I want to say men in general, but it's a lot of men ego and like male ego in that, you know, it's egotistical. Some of the shit that we go through, like when we get on our, when we get on our role of like being hurt, like if, cause women have a great, they have a great way of like really like seeping right in and touching a button that we cannot women, turn off. Women know how to do, do the, uh, the leg sweep. But the one, the one that you're not ready for it. So you, you think you cool leg sweep, and then you, and you actually fall. Not you stumble, but you actually fall. Like that's how women be cutting for real, bro. Real life, and and Marie is literally a character that every man that really, really is out here trying, like really out here being a man, needs that individual as a portion of their backbone. You know what I mean? Wow. Like a person, wow. like you need a Marie in your life. And it's really a story of like um, a Malcolm figure not understanding, uh, uh, taking a Marie figure for granted and not understanding like how much this person um, adds to your life. Like your life is not, you can't do shit that you're doing without this individual being there along this route. Around Plugging the, the holes in your boat. Okay. Bro, bro, stick with it. But I, I fancy it, the way I fancy it is Malcolm is ether because the way that he was, the, the venom that he was throwing on his side was ether type venom where like initially you're like, fuck. And he doesn't, he doesn't stop. Like he doesn't, he just keeps getting to a whole nother level of how bad I want to hurt this individual. So there is no ending to my hurt towards you. And then Marie is the takeover. Like, all right, I'm going to take everything that you just said and I'm going to find the points that you said. And this entire time, I'm going to be giving you, uh, like, I'm going to be mapping out to you where I align myself in your life. So you're not saying it, but let me just show you exactly where I align myself in that. Okay, now you're now you're really cutting deep. All right, now you're really hurt. Bet. All right, so when I release this on you, there's nothing else that you can possibly say in life. And one day, if you're not, if you're, if you come to your senses, you can only align yourself with me. There's no going anywhere else. You can't figure it out. You're going to realize that you're one day, this is where you're going to end up needing to be. And she take over that day at the end of the movie. Like that, there was nothing else to be said. Hey, you just you just uh, you just you just pulled Dame from thirty five in front of Paul George. 
that's that's what that was. That's what that was, man. I, I wanted to I wanted to jump in, but I didn't want to step on it for real. So I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, he cooking. Hey. He cook. Hey, coach called a play, and you waved everybody off, bro. One foot, one step past half court, and said, "I'm I'm shooting from right here. I got this, bro. It's it's a it's a bad shot. No, it's my shot. This is my shot. It's my shot. That was awesome. Like Malcolm is like, Malcolm is Ether Maria's takeover, bro. Me me watching that." Uh, like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, I see this film as automatically the uh, film of the year. And I know it's only February, but I see this film as the film of the year. And I see um, John David as best actor. I see Zadaya, who, who, oh my God, the acting chops that she utilized, they both utilized amazing acting chops, but which I didn't know that Zendaya had that. Like, I didn't know, like, I know she's great. I didn't know she had that. And that was the first time she displayed that. that she's best actress. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I think that's what this show is. Damn. Did you, you said no, you didn't watch I, it yesterday. I remember right? watching the trailer and being like, no. oh my God. So after hearing that review, I'm even more, oh my God. So, yeah. Like I said, it was on my list. We watched Meteor Man, but I'm... Um, but we're, we're probably going to watch it tonight. So. I got it back. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get on it tonight. That yes. ether, that ether uh, takeover uh, analogy mm-hmm. is perfect. It's, it's, not, it's so not what I, you think either. Like the trailer, they did a great job at not give, not mm-hmm. doing it justice. Because you got to see, yeah, yeah. I just, I just want, I, just, I really want to have a conversation about men in general because men fucking think that I have a thing out against men but I do want to have a conversation about the male character in this film and the female character in this film like one day yeah. let's just have that conversation gotcha nah yeah men we, we get a bad rap from the dudes on the show that's that's what's so sick I feel like we we here to support you brothers like Safe space and like, nah, fam, y'all don't fuck with us for real. I'm like, wait, what? I like, mean, how do you get that from us? I mean, truthfully, I just want I just want us to be better. So that includes all men, uh, regardless. So I, I I'm not here to like help y'all through like coddle y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think men yeah. men to men overall gets coddled um, when it comes to a lot of these like emotional connection type things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's that's what I'm not here for. I'm not here to coddle y'all. We're grown. We can have some of these conversations. Uh, we, uh, we, we got we got through a lot. There's one there's one last thing I do want to discuss because Special's here and I need her to talk me off the ledge, tripping, tripping. Um, two weeks ago, I got sent a clip of Ninth Wonder having a discussion with the great Bob James. Um, Beautiful discussion because Ninth is Ninth is a, an, a, an amazing human being who who isn't plagued by fake humbleness. He knows how talented he is, so it affords him way more terrain mm-hmm. to be a true fan and 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 um and an audiophile. And so the interview was dope. The conversation mm-hmm. was really really dope between them. However, I'm sitting there listening to Bob James speak and. While I know this is a historic moment, there's a part of me that's frustrated by this conversation because I'm listening to the microaggressions in, the, in, in between the lines and I'm hearing Bob James's disdain 
for not being looped in on some of the money plays that Nautilus and some of his other records garnered because mm-hmm. it's been sampled so many times. But he he starts he starts off talking about what an afterthought that song was. He goes, yo, we thought the other songs were the jams on there, so they're at the beginning of the record. That it's the last song on the record on the B-side because I just had to fill up the space. And it's a filler. So I'm going, okay, if this is a filler and these these borderline geniuses took what you put out as an afterthought and flipped it into some of the greatest hip-hop songs in history, what are you mad at for real? What are you upset about? And not to say that he was mad or upset, he was just talking about, yo, being left out of some of the business, which I'm all for. I, I, I'm I'm super pro people being sampled and the paperwork being um, being legitimate and people getting taken care of. But there's so many stories where songs that were sampled that are that that have the that have the you know that have the potential of being really big songs are either not cleared by the artists or they take 100 percent of the publishing. And the and the young, the artist just goes, man, so that it come out, y'all have it. And it's getting kind of crazy. What the Marvin Gaye estate was able to do to Pharrell and Robin Thicke, I did not. I did not care for. I'm sorry. I know that's sacrilegious to say. That was some bullshit for me personally. Um, and I'm not. And I'm not the biggest Lizzo fan either. However, this late, see uh, uh, the great CC uh, Peniston. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing. Huh? They don't cancel you. I know they can come for me. It's it's all right. Uh, but CC was able to win a settlement saying that Lizzo referenced her ad-libs. Her ad-libs, y'all. What are we doing? Seriously? <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's, it's getting ridiculous. So now companies like TrackLib, um, TrackLib and, and your Splice and all these different companies get to exist as sound collection spots as a, as a third party service in between just the, the transaction that, that humans could do. And so now that there's these new walls and these new things to go through, granted they're, they're, they're getting better and they're streamlined. They're easier. I'm not saying that they're not, that they're, that they haven't been beneficial tools are very beneficial. Love Splice, love TrackLib, love what they do. It's still the mindset in and around um, referencing and sampling and all this stuff. It's like, bro, a lot of a lot of them songs sound like completely different flips. Like taking like taking something and make like, Stilly Dan ain't never sound so good on motherfucking Champions. Did you realize like Yay flipped the fuck out of that shit? And then and and they almost didn't clear the shit. So we almost don't get a chance like that. What like? It's stories like that that just make it cringe worthy and make it hard to not being on the side of man. Just take everything. I don't even care. Like, like publishing and and um, uh, publishing and 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 licensing as a whole is already a is already a space where the lit just the language alone. Um, just the language alone is discrimin- discriminatory because it, it it immediately removes a majority of the creators who make the shit 
from being able to earn for real for what what some of these records are generation generating for real so that streaming services can do what the fuck they want essentially and operate in complete autonomy um unless you have the legal and understanding to really push your line and understand and, and do the business and we take for granted what a what a privilege it is just to have the bandwidth to go to go get that information to be competitive and then be able to apply the pressure am i especially no own- it's it's ugly and it blows my mind that it's still ugly um when you were talking it reminded me of a documentary that i watched a couple months ago that's not my favorite documentary but it really outlines all of this it was the who let the dogs out documentary which is on hulu um i don't like how it was made but the thing that it drove home is this idea of there's nothing new under the sun but that's okay like there's different iterations of thing like creation is everything that you are and everything that you've experienced so to think of people trying to have their hand in it like like how how much money did he already like that just sounds greedy to me that he wanted in on all these business deals like it, it it's just crazy and i think back to like storytelling too like if you think about like ancient storytelling and how that was passed down to me it's the exact same thing like this is just people passing things down like you know what I mean like how many kids didn't even know who Steely Dan was until they heard that Kanye record and and were so excited that they went and looked that up you know what I mean like this is how things are passed down you have to give people the freedom to play with things and and pay tribute to things that helped make them into who they are today like this is what the creative process is so to just tear it down like that like has bothered me way too long so it's like why is this still happening but but yeah overall it's it's just like okay so what's creativity then like if i mean i i want to study music at one point but i'm like how many chords are there like what 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 are we talking about Um, here so it's like when you when you take it to the fundamentals you're like what are we what are we doing not to mention people (laughs) this is how it gets passed down so yeah you know that's that that's all it just there's a there's a part of it that's frustrating because it 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 has it has the wrong people at odds with each other right so we're tied up in litigation the artists are and both of our legal representation and whatever label and whatever uh, whatever other pro like there's a there's a filtering system of a bunch of people who are who who stand the game from this pot and we're essentially arguing over uh, pennies on the dollar between the two of us when we could just we could remove all the middlemen I, it's, it's it's the divorce settlements that shit that shit is confusing to me where it's like you could be you could be mad enough to want to go get half but then the half that you think you after really by the time you it's all said and done the lawyers and mm-hmm. ate up half of that shit when it's like yo we could just hey we could I know you mad I know you're upset, but we could just bust this down together, and it and it and, and it be all it it all be over with. Yeah, um, yeah. Shout out Bob James, though. I know oh, he's he's clearly revered. I just I didn't really care for his tone in and around some some like the the Run DMC record. He's like, yeah, there's another one of those deals I was cut out on. It's like, bro, that was at the height of 
hip hop transforming into this this global phenomenon that was proven that it was going to be around forever because even in the height of Run DMC, like talking to the OGs who lived it, like fam, didn't nobody think that shit was going to be around the very next year? And it's like, there's not a part of me that can begin to understand that because it was 30 years ago, right? And so if you're going, yeah, man, in 89, we didn't think that shit was going to crack. It, we, it was tight for the moment, but we thought by the time 1990, at the, at the turn of the, you know, turn of the, uh, in, in, 1990, in 1990 that was just going to be over and it's like it's crazy to think that people really felt like hip-hop was just going to die like that because there's not a part of me that can imagine it because it's still here and I don't want it to go anywhere and it and the thing that's holding it up Jeffries yep yeah and he's gone dun 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 Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's just a limit on like hey you talking too much fam this about to go this the, the connection is about to go out uh but it's it's, it's just dope that hip hop still here. Wait on it. It's just it's it's dope that hip hop is still here. What um yeah man yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what we have for the show. Yeah, the unfortunate thing about that whole thing is this just the stumping of creation because if you look at how um, how Pharrell is at this moment that has stopped Pharrell from us, from us having Pharrell. You know what I mean? Like Pharrell ain't making shit to the capacity that he was making it and that's because that whole mm-hmm. situation yeah. really ate him. Like really ate at him. You know what I mean? That's a, that's unfortunate. And not about the... How much that... You said what? And not yeah. about the money. I would just... To, to, to accent your point, it's not about the money. It's like spiritually on some creativity mm-hmm. shit. That, that really hurt hurt him that that he, that he he could be deemed to dis to disrespect uh one of you know one of his musical heroes it don't have nothing to do with the money so go ahead G, my bad no completely completely and that's you know how much of that is in creation you know what i mean it's just uh how much respect that you have for what it is that you're listening to that you even want to flip it the way that you do flip it and a lot of that should be encouraged by the industry in order for it to evolve and continue on. Uh, but that is stopped in the, in the name of it continually to, continuing to be um, a top-down organization. You know, like the top of the pyramid can make that shit happen. But overall, throughout the landscape, they don't want that to be the case. They don't want you to, you know, branch off and do your own thing, you know, just whatever way you want to do it. Uh, your pockets won't be long enough in order to, you know, reap the benefits of anything, any of that shit, you know what I'm saying? So it, it makes you, therefore, not do it in the first place. When a label or um, some type of company at this point, now shit is owned by tech, um, a tech company can fucking take your, take the likeness of whatever it is and, give you the open infrastructure to make what it is that you want, but we're taking all of this from you. You know what I mean? Like you're going to get a very small uh, amount of it and we'll bust down whatever we need to bust down as far as like who this needs to go to. Uh, But I bet the settlement that they're having with some of the labels ain't nothing that they're having as far as like with like individuals, individuals that I got over. You know what I mean? So that's the disrespect and the slap in the face of this whole Conversation, I think, because they're they're like they're like oh my bad, you're like um, you know insulting your intelligence. And to me, it's just a further example of 
the music industry just not evolving. Like there's so many ways where it hasn't evolved and this is just one of them to where it's like, this is creation. And then on top of that, of course, it it really affects uh, producers and 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 people who are making music, but it also affects other creators. You know what I mean? The fact that people can't use songs in YouTube videos or in podcasts or, you know what I mean? Like all these other realms of creation and labels are constantly shutting those down. And it's just like, once again, to me, that's storytelling. That's how people discover music. So it's so ass backwards that you're going to rip my video or podcast off of a site because I featured one of your songs when I'm giving it to people. Like what, somebody could have not discovered that. So it's just the evolution of it just continues to smack all creatives in the face. And it's just like, why do we uphold you all so much? Like, it's it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. yeah so soon enough, it's going to be where yeah. you can't even reference things. Like, don't even think about referencing anything that's outside of your own likeness uh, in order, like, and they can snatch it or take it or get whatever it is that they want from it if you're monetizing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's like, how else do you have, how else does communication work? You know, like, if we're just all talking to each other from the rip from something that we created in our mind, how many people that don't know us yet is going to be willing to take the time to listen to what the hell that you're talking about? You know what I mean? Without any reference whatsoever that will be, you know, that are, um, that are bring them into like understanding, you know, then how the hell are we going to communicate? You know, and that's kind of like the 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 weird part of this whole thing is that, you know, I think it stumps everyone's growth okay. overall, uh, not being able to, you know, do some of these things. Yeah, and the crazy part is, is like, you don't even have to be monetizing your shit. They'll still rip it down. They're like, oh, no, that's mine. Right. I, I don't right. care. Like, I don't care what, if you were using free use, if you weren't making money off of it, like, nope, it's mine. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Right. Punk, punk ass, punk ass UMG Universal Music Group ripped our Kanye uh, video down within seconds last night. It was it's pretty. Imp- I was actually impressed. Like I was like, "Yo, that's crazy." Nobody, nobody making no bread, no nothing. Just, just storytelling. And it's like, nope, you can't use this because we said so. It's, it's sick. And but I, I also, I also get it. Is that is that why Kanye is never gonna get out of his contract, like dinner. his music contract? I'm sorry. So is that why Kanye is never going to get out of his music contract? That's kind of separate from what you was talking about, but that. Oh no, 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 that, no! That's exactly why he ain't going to get out of his shit. His, it's it when he when he was. I never felt so sad for somebody, bro. That that that's that lit. Um, when he was posting his contracts and he's got a deal with somebody who's got a deal who's got a deal and he's got and he's essentially in a slave deal musically. So I. It's it's the context, right? So uh, Ye gets a gets a he gets a lot of shit for his antics and everything. And why you ain't why you not? I miss the old Kanye. Y'all, did you not see this man post that he's in a slave deal? So all that shit that he thought he was doing with college dropout and giving black folks hope, he's not about to put that out on them folks' merit for them to benefit off of all walk, uh, 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 um, uh, Jesus walks or a, or a spaceships. He's not about to do that for them folks. So he'll give you. Uh, 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 bleach buttholes and t-shirts. If you you UMG, if that's what you want to do, ha, take that. Like I've been in figure, I've been in crack the code on yet. Yeah, so yeah, everything he cares, every everything he cares about ain't, 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 ain't attached to them folks at all. And to put it in context, you know? like think about giving away Jesus walks for free. 
for free. And that being played at graduations and everything for it. Nah, and you're not making a cent off of that. That's what that's what we're talking about, Bob James. You go 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 make some shit with intention and then talk about you not, you being cut out of deal. You 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 make you make you're making you're able to make publishing off of a throwaway because people reimagine it, repurpose some shit that you was throwing away. You should be grateful, my nigga. I'm so I, nobody wants to say that because he's a legend, but that's ultimately what it comes down to. Pharrell, Pharrell, Pharrell telling Nori, Pharrell giving Nori holla back youngin and say, yo, reference the vanilla ice flow and Nori going, no. And then him, Pharrell giving it to Fab and going, yo, reference the vanilla ice flow and Fab going rolling, go to see the stash in the dash, hold through heater. Nigga, that's brilliant. That's not, yeah. that's not copying. It's just, it's just pure genius. I hate that I know holla back youngin. We all, we all oh, do. Oh, oh. It was a big record. <laughs> it was a like what? Uh, oh man, my dad my dad just called me his uh his his conversation uh windows are limited, so I'm gonna jump off. But I wanna tell you both, I love y'all and I and thank y'all so much for you know keeping it lit. Lex, we love you, bro. We proud of you. Um see you see you back next week, special. And we gotta do it again when it's all four of us in person so we could really, really take it there for real. But I yeah, appreciate, appreciate you, you making it. Like no it problem. Lit. Thank you both. Like I said, I, we listen every week. Sometimes we listen to it twice a week. So I'm happy to be here. I'm thankful for you guys sharing the space and and having me and and just I'm thankful that you guys do what you do. So thank you. <laughs>